0: Everyone and welcome back to eat, eat. eat. it up. up. How did that
1: sound? Did <laughs> I sound on to you or no? No. Okay. see you, so you feel feeling t- after really because it like yeah. I can't even express to to you and the listeners how how on I sound to your voice like how how matched when I say eat and you say eat. I I feel like we're in perfect sync. But um, you know what's
0: it, funny to me uh, though, it's not like the rest of this legs. It's not like. You're saying something, and then one second later, I'm responding, but it's like for whatever reason, this intro. (laughs) I know it does,
1: it does seem like I'm kind of lying, but like, I wish you could be a fly (laughs) on the wall here. I, you know, I'm gonna need like Jackson or Ellie or someone to be my witness, and they'll show that, like. Yeah, I guess I'll have to have them around and they can prove that I like, I might be like, yeah, I might be like a a one, one hundredth of a second behind you, but I'm not, I'm certainly not a full second or even a half second. second. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Um, Next week
0: we'll have someone confirm.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'll get Ellie with like a super good timer or something.
0: (laughs) Well, everyone, this is the podcast, as you probably know by now, where we snack on snacks yeah. from our neighborhoods <laughs> and we chat about little bites of history and today is
1: the satanic panic <laughs> which i talk about all the time so
0: i'm excited well,
1: might as well do it as an app
0: on all of my um true crime podcasts mm. they they mention like the satanic panic because it obviously led to People thinking that some like true crimes were related to Satan, right. but was, in fact, it was just teenagers being teenagers.
1: Right. I think you are going to have a lot of interest in this, and also a lot of knowledge to contribute because there's a lot in oh. here about like high profile criminals and serial oh. killers and things. And I feel oh like God. this is like up your alley. Which I mean, what says a, a lot about day. you. I know. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> you literally know what's glowing.
0: up your alley, serial killers. Yeah, you're like,
1: oh, thanks. <laughs> Anyways, yes. the, the listeners will be the judge of you <laughs> and God. <laughs> the God judge and God. Um, <laughs> no, but um, can I, can I announce a big personal announcement on the pod? Yeah. Well, it's not big. I'm, I'm in Calgary. So the local oh. snacks that I'm <laughs> eating now are now local to Calgary, not Ottawa. So it's okay. kind of a, it's a paradigm shift.
0: It, I, I thought to be fair, it was going to be a larger announcement. Yeah. That. Um, but That yay. feels pretty big to yay me, though. Calgary.
1: Yeah, <laughs> y- I do see vibes. That feels pretty big to me. So, um, so yeah. What are you snacking on today, Maria?
0: Okay, so a little bit of a backstory, as always. Yeah, I was going to there there because I'm not eating from there there. Don't worry. But okay. uh, I was going there because they had People a new out. mochi donut. Yeah. Um, that was like a raspberry flavor. So I was in the area, and I was like, okay, I need a bakery that's near here, not so far. Yeah. So I went to Boku Bakery. Yeah. And Boku is spelled like B E A U C O U P, like the French Boku. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And I got what they have. It's like called like an apple pie bun. And oh. so it sort of is like a small little cylinder covered. It's sort of. Have you ever had monkey bread? No. No. Okay. So monkey bread is essentially like little, like pull apart pieces of like dough. Um, so when you like, it's, it's very much a croissant dough almost, right. but it's like, you get like little pieces to pull apart from it. So it's, it's like a small little thing covered in sugar with a topping of like this brown, it almost looks like a caramel on it. Okay. But we'll see how it goes. You're like, and it's apple.
1: <laughs> you're like, are <laughs> you okay, but okay. So you haven't heard of monkey bread, but have you ever heard about, A peanut fish. (laughs) Let me explain it. Oh, but you know what a peanut fish is like? It's it's like a silly doodah. Let let me explain that. I'm like, okay. Do
0: not come for me. Monkey (laughs) bread is a popular item that we have every Christmas. (laughs) Okay. I've
1: literally never heard of it, but um, I'm happy. I think the Americans will know. Okay. I'm happy for you Um, and your family and for the American listeners.
0: Thank you. I chose the apple pie bun because... I figured A, um, I didn't know your topic right away when I was choosing my thing, but I found a way to loop it in. Right. Is that we're talking satanic panic. <clears throat> and if we think about Satan, we have to think about Adam and Eve, Garden of Eden, what do they eat? Mm. Man's first original sin. a boom, apple. An apple pie.
1: Gotcha. Okay. And that's
0: where my Catholic girlness comes through.
1: Yeah. Okay. Thank God you went to Catholic school. Thank you. It's all been leading up to this moment.
0: <laughs> to this moment. Yeah. <laughs> And I what are you snacking on today, Sam? Okay, well,
1: I actually have two snacks. Yeah, that's right. Oh, to make up for last trip. week's w- zero snacks and several zero weeks snacks. of mess snacks. Um, I have some <laughs> gorgeous ones today. So I have, I'll show you a cream puff from Al Forno so Bakery. It oh, my l- I, oh, I know. It's, I'm actually dying to eat it because I haven't eaten breakfast. And um, a cinnamon bun too with like a uh, cream cheese icing on top it's and, I, and it's so um,
0: gooey looking
1: i know i'm literally i'm freaking out it's from um <laughs> Al Forno bakery which is near the peace bridge um it's like <clears throat> it's really cl- like it's relatively close to my house um one of my fave places in calgary that like i go to consistently and like also like yeah. this isn't like this is dessert snacky stuff but like they also have really yes. good their focaccia bread literally oh. my family fights like fucking animals over the focaccia bread. Like, I'm not joking. Like, it's a fight to the death to get just a little nibble of our focaccia bread when we go buy some, oh. the ciabatta too. So anyways, um, highly recommend a foreign bakery. Um, already, I guess I'm kind of, I guess I'm putting the carp before the horse. But um, <laughs> before just we even generally. Ha-
0: before we even anywhere started. Okay, it's, it's
1: kind of easier because like, I feel like I'm now more in a you situation where like in Ottawa, I didn't actually know anything because I hadn't been. Yes. Whereas like uh, Calgary, it's like, okay, I grew up here. I know like where the good places Stomping are. Stomping grounds. Stomping grounds. Yeah. So I feel like I'm, I have more things Basis. to say. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Okay. Well, let's get, let's get to it. Shall we?
0: Let's panic. Is
1: it, Do the spice girls say that? Let's get to it in that song. Um, No. Which song? I don't know. Okay. Maria. So let's talk satanic panic. Let's, Panic at the disco and all over the country. Um, (laughs) What do you know about the satanic panic? I feel like you have some inklings of it because your true crime interest.
0: Yes. um, Because of my fascination with true crime. I don't know um, a whole ton about it per se, but I do know it was sort of a period in my head. I see it as like the 1980s. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was a period where I think parents who were born like in the 50s and 60s so they weren't really in the hippie era as much were now having children that were being slightly rebellious Mm. and they were getting freaked out that these teens were now almost becoming like devil worshippers right and coming at a time when serial killers are kind of like on the rise crime seems to be picking up and so there's this kind of freak out and I picture in like America that just freak out that all of a sudden the devil is going to like take over worship practices.
1: Right. I, I feel like it's like, that's pretty, pretty bang on. I would say like yeah? most okay. of that I would say is like, yeah, like a, I'll add in a few details, but I feel like generally that's a pretty good kind of summary. <laughs> that's
0: it for the episode. Thanks, yeah, <laughs> all
1: that we're done. I know for, it's like, I never know what you're talking about. Like, I'm literally like, I've never heard of that. I've never <laughs> heard of it like, because I don't know who Reagan is, don't know who Nixon is. You have to tell me everything. <laughs> Whereas this, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know X, Y, Z, whatever.
0: You're yeah, just not, yeah, you're just, just you're, you're well-read,
1: I guess. And I'm not. So, um, satanic panic, what is it? So it's like you said, it's this moral panic across the U S it's more like you, I think you were saying it's like kind of this fear about like devil worship, which it it is, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. more like the core of it. I think more is about this fear of like large scale sexual abuse of children, in oh, satanic okay. sex cults, which you might be thinking that sounds oh. like QAnon, but um, this is in, like you said, this is in the 80s. Yes. <clears throat> what is wrong with my throat? <laughs> Holy shit. You have to, should, okay, I cleared my
0: vocal th-
1: <laughs> And literally, I have so much phlegm anyways. Okay, you have to cut me saying <laughs> I have so much phlegm. Okay, so sorry. So it's, um, it's large-scale sex, sexual abuse of children satanic sex cults in the 80s and 90s. So like really the first case, and we'll get into this first case, but like the first really mediatized well-known cases in 83. And okay. it starts to die down towards the end of the 80s, but there's still cases of people getting um like accused and then convicted of like being part of these satanic sex cults into even right. the early 90s. And like I don't really think it's gone away fully because obviously yeah. I mean, we still have people who who literally think that children are being, you know what I mean? That like children are being eaten by Hillary Clinton and politicians and stuff. So it it hasn't fully gone away, but so yeah, it's this moral panic about sexual abuse of children. It's mostly has to do with daycares, interestingly. So it's, it's most of the accusations are leveled against daycare workers or like after school workers who like run after school programs. Um, I they don't have
0: enough going on dealing with all your children. I know yes.
1: you're snotty little brats. And then they're saying like, just <laughs> absolutely insane things about you. It's like,
0: right.
1: though like those other people are accused as well. So like um, teachers, neighbors, police, um, doctors, mm. lawyers, like it's not just um, daycare workers, but like the 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 majority of like the really mediatized, really well-known cases are daycare workers. Okay. Um, and interestingly, there's like, like law enforcement at like the state and local levels in the U S and even the FBI kind of fed into a lot of the, the panic or like took a lot of the accusations as credible and um, helped kind of fuel the panic. And there were also lots of kind of dubious subject experts, like dubious child abuse experts who had some questionable tactics in terms of investigating these alleged cases that also kind of fueled the, um, fueled the panic. They were on like new, like, tv shows infotainment shows um Mm -hmm. and it just made it Mm -hmm. worse so it was very much like a mediatized thing like it had a a lot to do with like the news media and infotainment shows and entertainment Mm -hmm. shows that like kind of fueled it so um so yeah like i said 80s and 90s it's mostly in the u.s um Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think they just like it's it's in a very American moral panic. I feel, but yes, there were also yeah. <laughs> like cases in Canada. Like there was a case of um, a Saskatchewan police officer who was accused of it. um, Like people in the UK around the world, but like mostly in the US. And um, when
0: you say accused of it, it means, oh sorry, like, of sexual abuse against like children, like what is yeah. What is that so
1: talking? yeah, we can get into it a little bit um later, but like generally, it's like most of the accusations are like. Like the central accusation is like act, like s- aggravated sexual assault of children, um, okay. like of, of small children in daycares, but as part of a satanic ritual. ring and ritual. So oh. it's, not ju- it's not just like people saying like, I'm worried that my child was sexually abused at this daycare. They're like, no, yeah. like I think you're part of a satanic cult and you used my child in a satanic ritual and then you um, abused them sexually. So like
0: that is a that is a wild, wild claim.
1: So it is. And like it's things like them, like part of like the the pull, I guess, as a media story is like the crazy sensational accusations, like things like yeah. um at these daycares that babies were cut up and like fed to children or like cut up in oh. front of children, or like animals were like dismembered in front of the children, or oh. children, like all these things that like obviously are like really gruesome but also just highly yes. improbable but yeah so, so it's like yes the, the the like legal charges are always obviously like aggravated sexual assault but the other mm-hmm. things around it like the halo of weird things that these people were accused of <laughs> drove like the, the news media attention and the the panic okay. part more so than right. just like the the abuse I think
0: okay, okay. so
1: me... that's kind of the that's the overview and then we'll jump into it it. (laughs) yeah that's it do you have any questions right now no no
0: so far so far I'm into it
1: okay well (laughs) let's talk a little bit about um like what's happening leading up to the 70s and what I guess the relevant pieces that might have made America ripe for this kind of moral panic so (laughs) there's like lots of things that um scholars have pointed to as to why this came about particularly in the 80s but I'll kind of run through like a laundry list of of reasons that they think kind of like a convergence Mm -hmm. of factors um so like one you have this emergence of like the new right and like um, the like a, a fundamentalist evangelical movement in the U.S. like as a countercultural movement to the '60s, where you have like sexual liberation movement, civil rights movement, all these kind of more like liberal social movements.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, sorry, I thought you were frozen. You were so still. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh no, I've lost you. You're like, um. <laughs> sorry and so I just um, look
0: like a little Russian doll when like I'm a still <laughs>
1: yeah so so what so there's a countercultural kind of movement this reaction back where formerly these fundamentalist um evangelical groups were relatively isolated from U.S. politics and from like U.S. cultural life like they, they kind of yes. tried to um keep to themselves generally okay. and then after the 60s you start to see um like a- attempts to directly influence uh, politics like in the Republican party um to mm. like influence culture and media and film um and to kind of wage like a, a culture war more so than than mm. their their orientation earlier was much more inward looking. um so okay. that's when you have like this is also the period you have like the rise of these televangelists. um so there's an attempt to like, you know um spread a very, narrow interpretation of Christianity that was very conservative, very fundamentalist, um, in, in, certain cases. And, um, in that like milieu, you have people who literally believe that like the devil is like a real force in the world that is, right. you know, like possessing people or, and doing evil things. Right. Um, as part right, of that. Okay. So there is like a sense of like this, like actual evil, like the devil is real. There are people who worship the devil like already, um, and right. kind of anxieties right. ab- around like culture like our culture already like it like we're decadent we're being degraded so it, it kind of makes sense that right. you could also see like devil worship and, and sexual abuse of children in that so that's kind of one thing this um has
0: some, like very like y2k notes to it
1: it kind of it honestly I like a, a lot of this stuff I just think doesn't go away yeah it's always like, like
0: lingering there <laughs> like
1: it's it's always just below the surface maybe and then it erupts into like conscious public consciousness and then it kind of goes right and then it's not like an event but it's still like there's still people who believe these things whatever so yeah it is like it is it is kind of similar orientation as y2k um and with the same thing with y2k you have the rise of like these televangelists um so and like and also like um news media and infotainment shows like even things like the oprah winfrey show she had on Mm. we'll talk about this later but she had on people who said that they were um victims of like a satanic sex cult and so you have these kind of like talk shows that are promoting it very uncritically you also have news channels that are promoting when i say infotainment it's like they're promoting specials that are supposed to be framed like a documentary like informative but they're also they don't have to meet the journalistic standards of actual like of an actual investigation that they would do on their show and so because of that like they make a bunch of dubious claims they they put out evidence that hasn't been confirmed or put it in a way to make it seem like you know a a satanic sex cult is happening and so you have the rise of these shows at the same time and so that also helps fuel it in the minds of the American people that like this thing is yes. real. Right. Cause it's like, oh, it's journalism. Like it's, it's, this is an investigative documentary on right. the underground satanic sex cult. So that's kind of another, the, the media element. Um, like you said, there's also like this string of serial colors in this, this like seventies that get a lot of attention. So um, people mentioned Berkowitz, I think his name is son of Sam, who was like a, oh, a very, Sam.
0: very yeah, well-known. He was based in New York. Yeah.
1: Oh, I don't know. I didn't look into him enough because I was like, nah, I don't <laughs> really want to know. Like him. Yeah. I just was okay, like, fair. I don't want to know. But like he was really well known in the seventies and like mm-hmm. associated with kind of like demonic crime, like not just like a yes. serial killer, but like um, I don't know what he did, but seen as like kind of evil.
0: I think at his scenes he would leave like Instagrams um, yeah. or something. Like I think mm,
1: okay. uh, it's just
0: one of those things where it's like, it's stupid, but people read a lot into it. That like they think a... that that's the cause of some of yeah. crimes where it's like, no, they're just being yeah. an idiot.
1: And then you also like around the same time you have, so in 1968, I always forget how crazy this is. So in 1968, Roman Polanski director, um, like his movie, Rosemary's Baby, comes out, which I don't know, have you ever seen it?
0: Oh, absolutely, will never okay. watch it's, it. Okay, it's honestly- it's I've an, heard of it.
1: It's impressive, and I feel like very much stands the test of time as a horror movie. Um, it's yeah, about this it's young still scary
0: couple, today. Still
1: scary. <laughs> so this young couple moving to New York, um, the young woman is, is pregnant, and they move yes. in next to Satanists. They don't know it, and it's all about yeah. them and their fixation on her baby, Um, or she, I guess she becomes present and it's their fixation on their baby. So this is Roman Polanski's movie in 19, it comes out in 1968, the year following in 1969, Roman Polanski's wife, Sharon Tate, who was pregnant and has a very strong resemblance. Yeah. She has a very strong resemblance to, um, Mia Farrow, who plays the the young woman in the movie, um, Mm. is murdered by Charles Manson's, um, like commune, the the Manson family in LA. Um, and so in, in this murder, it's like a gruesome murder. They kill like four people in this house and they leave, they draw in blood pig on the wall Yeah, because Charles Manson is this white supremacist who's trying to start a race war. And anyways, it was not so, but, um, Mm -hmm. so that happens like back to back, you have this like really influential horror movie. And then this weird connection between like the horror movie, like this fictional representation and the director's own life. So there's like, there's like, there's a lot of buzz about those two things. Um, And it's also an attack, like in Beverly Hills, like in this like wealthy suburb, right? So there's anxieties about like safeties of the suburbs, whatever, um, Mm -hmm. along with all these other serial killers. So, so there's, there's that. And it's very much identified as like a satanic murder, right? Because of the blood and, and you know, whatever. So there's that. And then I I would say like the last kind of um, like couple of things, there's other, like really popular horror franchises that come out that focus a lot on this image of like evil men or beings like um who are satanic like in suburban neighborhoods or like like attacking you in your home so you have like um halloween friday the 13th nightmare on elm street all in the 70s um or like early 80s or like the exorcist um Mm -hmm. and like the movie like both like the book and the movie come out in the early 70s so there's like this big interest in like possession demons like all this stuff there's anxieties around that and then in in 78 you have the Jonestown massacre so there's also these fears about cults around so there's lots going on in this period there's lots of fears around like yeah like like in I guess movies and culture there's a lot of talk about um demonic activity satanic activity of these serial killers so people are anxious and one interesting fact that i found was that in the nightmare on elm street the the director wes craven initially like the the character was described as a child molester like Freddy Krueger like the murderer he was a child molester and he changed his description to a child murderer because he didn't want the association of child molestation um, at the same time as these other satanic panic cases in daycares are are taking place in the country he didn't want that association with um like with those stories so he changed the, the character from being a molester to a murderer so it's like culturally like the, so like the point being like that these these horror directors even know that like there's this resonance between like the art that they're like the movies they're producing and like the anxieties yes. on the ground around um satanic yeah. panics. So I just thought yeah. that really showed that so Wow. So anyways, that's kind of like the background in the 70s. I mean, um, Nixon is also bringing in this like child abuse prevention bill in 74. Oh and so, so there's his own
0: level of horror. <laughs> yeah, Nixon.
1: Yeah, God, Nixon's there. I forgot about that. So he, he's there's and there's lo, kind of local and state level initiatives trying to address child abuse and pornography. But that's kind of the, the milieu of things. There's like serial killers um, with really satanic or horrifying murders that are identified as yeah. satanic. You have these horror movies. You have like the uh, evangelical, like fundamentalist movement coming to the fore, like these news media shows, it all comes together that like, so there, obviously we can't point to one factor, but we can point to several that kind of lead to it. So that's the background. Any, any cues or comments?
0: No, I don't think so. I think really like it all kind of makes sense how it came together. Um, but I didn't like, I fully didn't know that There was any relation to like child sexual abuse with satanic panic, Mm. which makes sense now why parents across the country were freaking out when their teens would do anything weird. It was like this very like intense moment for parents.
1: Right. And we'll actually get into a really kind of disturbing case of these three goth teenagers in Arkansas who were accused Mm. and convicted of sexual abuse and murder of these three boys um and dna evidence later exonerated them like in i think in 2011 or something and Mm -hmm. it was just because they were goth like they they were literally targeted because they were goth like people in the community were like you are satanic worshipers and you did this
0: yes so like very
1: real consequences to this right like it's like absurd and bizarre to talk about but it's like people literally went to jail and are still in serving life sentences for for some of these these accusations and the trials were not at all fair and like a lot of the evidence was specious and you know a lot of people a lot of physicians have recanted their testimony since because they're like oh that's actually not there wasn't physical abuse of these children or whatever like we were caught up in a in a panic but okay well let's get we'll get into the actual like panic so like the timeline so there's actually Uh a kind of cool canadian connection to all this people actually identify a Canadian as the one who kicked off the satanic panic. So something to Love be proud of
0: supporting the Americans. Um, at all I know. Time. I was
1: like, what <laughs> is Canadians spirit all this? That's so embarrassing. So this Canadian psychiatrist, <laughs> uh, Lawrence pastor from Victoria, BC, close to you, Maria. Oh, um, yikes! In 1980, he writes the Islanders. <laughs> I know the, I, yeah, the Islanders. Oh, well, listen to what you're they, uh, listen about the Islanders after this. Okay. <laughs> he writes Michelle remembers, which is a, a true story, I'm putting that in air quotes, of one of his patients, Michelle Smith, uh, a woman who had allegedly been a victim of a satanic sex cult in Victoria in the 50s. I'm like, okay, oh. how would there have been a satanic sex cult in Victoria, B.C., of all places? Like, that. that's
0: like such a mellow place makes to makes be. No,
1: Like, what? <laughs> like, no. Anyway, so um, this book is, like, based on his, his um, sessions with this woman, Michelle Smith and it recounts these horrifying, like really lurid details of, you know, vicious violence and sexual violence in this cult that she had experienced. She apparently meets Satan at one point um, and is almost like, I don't know, like her soul is almost destroyed by Satan. And then the Virgin Mary intervenes and all this stuff. Like it's, it's quite interesting. Um, So he, he, and also he marries Michelle, like this psychiatrist then marries this woman, oh. which I'm like, okay, that's so always a good thing. Yeah, it's great to have your psychiatrist marry you. So <laughs> we're <laughs> that's what every girl wants, isn't it? A beautiful wedding with their psychiatrist. Um, so so off the bat, we're like, okay, you're a weirdo. So he writes this book. Yes. Um, the, the details of it have been completely debunked since like investigators went to Victoria, no. I met with the family. Like, I know, I know, no. I know. It's like we're shocked, but um, so that kind of sows the seeds of this mm-hmm. like this idea that there are children being abused and in, in sexual like in satanic sex cults there's so many words in that phrase like satanic sex cult sexual abuse satanic ritual like whatever but you know what I mean um and so yes. she starts to go on these like kind of media tours less okay. so I think in Canada but in the U.S. like she starts to get some traction even though even though they it's these allegations
0: are disproved Um, Did she believe it happened to her or did like her husband? Okay. So she believed it at least and her husband then hyped her up almost. Yeah.
1: Like writes the book as like a, yeah, it was weird. So she
0: is like truly the victim here of like, she just kind of had this delusion almost. Yeah.
1: I don't honestly know. I don't know if it's ever been clear, like if she was trying to lie or she genuinely believed it or what. Okay. But um, I didn't really go into detail on that, but Um, yeah, yeah, they definitely bought it and they were on it together. So, so that's kind of like the, that's like the, I guess the, the powder and then the match is so in in 1983, um, Ray Bucky, who is an employee at McMartin preschool, uh, near LA is accused of, um, like sexually abusing a two-year-old boy, Matthew Johnson, um, Mm -hmm. And so local news, like an ABC affiliate picks up on this story and starts reporting live on it um, regarding this daycare. And it apparently this, this trial with, with Bucky is the longest, most expensive criminal trial in American history. Oh, this was as of an article. I read it. That was like 2010. But I was like, that's I would
0: not have expected that.
1: Me neither at all. Um, yeah. So like I said, Bucky in 83 is accused of molesting this two-year-old Matthew Johnson. Um, there's two trials. He ends up getting acquitted in the '90s, but like in the the period in the interim, mm-hmm. you have like massive national, not just local, but national media attention. You have experts calling it satanic ritual abuse on TV, like so-called child abuse experts, yes. like yeah. satanic sex abuse experts, are calling it that. Which I'm like, okay, like, right? You have a weird vested interest <laughs> in proving this, this title, thing. yeah, exists. Um, yeah, local and state law enforcement and the FBI looked for evidence of like animal remains or secret tunnels under the school. So they were taking these allegations, um, seriously.
0: Um,
1: and, and I guess like the, the precipitating incident was that the mother of Johnson claims that she found blood in his diaper and that, that, and that he had been like a beat like raped. Um, and so Doctors initially found no signs of abuse at all. Like they didn't think okay. that that's what it was. But later she took Johnson to the UCLA suspected child abuse and neglect team. And the director yeah. of physicians said there was evidence of abuse. So there was kind of like this reversal and, and it's not clear why, Yes, but, yeah. um, the director thought there could be evidence of abuse. And the thing that really, I think kick-started the panic, like beyond the media attention, or I guess what drove the media attention was that the local police chief sent out a letter to like 200 parents, right? Like immediately after the allegations were made, but hadn't been verified at all. Yes. Saying that, like listing in detail what they thought had happened to this kid, like, and, and to, to be, I guess, aware that like this kid had potentially been like sexually abused, like whatever. And so that- That would freak a lot of people out of course and so that's i think that really helped um drive the attention yeah. of course um and and so this is like the first i think case that gets national attention and then you see cases popping up all over the us um uh, mostly against daycare workers like i said alleging that you know they're fronts for satanic uh abuse rings. So there's like yes. other parallel high profile cases in, in Miami, Massachusetts, Washington, New Jersey, North Carolina, New York, like all over the place. And it, it seems mm-hmm. to be mostly like a suburban thing. Like it's not like so much like an urban daycare thing for whatever reason. And yeah. scholars have lots of reasons why, why I didn't really want to get into it because it's <laughs> too much, but um, so, so yeah. And, and children, like as parts of these, like these investigations were interviewed by supposed child abuse experts. A lot of them were people as part of this institute called the, what was it called? The Child Inve- child Abuse Institute or something. It was CII, I think. And they mm-hmm. had very questionable interview tactics. They were like a private oh. think tank that researched child sexual abuse and they would go in and like dress up as clowns and have dolls and say like, where on the doll that's did horrifying. they touch you? Yeah. And I know oh I, that, that's not helping like you dressing <laughs> as a clown. Um, and they also like, yeah. So, so they had some very questionable uh, interview tactics apparently. And yes, yeah. a lot of the thing that helped really drive the stories is that a lot of the children actually corroborated or offered right. insane details of alleged abuse or of these satanic rings so like you have children coming forward being like um like initially saying no like nothing happened and then saying like no like they tried to make me like eat an animal or drink blood or I saw them like do this like all these horrible horrible things like and and a lot of it now we think like it was suggested to the children obviously by these investigators and like their children they're going to just they don't really understand yeah. always what they're saying and so
0: well because even like i know like adults in interview or like investigation situations will do the same thing and it's like that is like a fully formed person yeah who then like if you if you constantly pressure them and feed them certain information they're they're gonna they give you what you want yeah where it's like yeah children are gonna have no basis to kind of like keep on saying no if you keep on pushing it then something happened. yeah
1: no and it's like how many of them know what a satanic sex ring are? like no yeah. they don't get it like a lot of them are like three no. right so yeah anyways so um that also kind of poisoned the well I guess like in terms of these yeah. criminal cases because you have like at, like testimony coming forward and you also like then for news coverage when you have children alleging these things and like from yeah. the mouths of babes it's like a lot more sensational and gets yes. a lot more coverage um, yeah. So that's the Bucky case in '83. In '86, all the other daycare workers that were charged alongside Bucky and his mother, who owned the the daycare, everyone has their their charges dismissed except for him. And then mm. it's later in in 1990 that he's finally uh, acquitted in a in a second trial.
0: And why did he get acquitted? They like they just eventually were like, oh, it wasn't real, or
1: um, I th- he was acquitted in the second trial because there was a hung jury okay and so they were there was like a gridlock they like couldn't decide i guess and so then the prosecution they'd spent millions and millions of dollars to try and prosecute this man i remember now and so they just gave up because they couldn't they just didn't want to spend any more money like they'd spent millions trying to like to have this trial go through this was the Mm -hmm. second trial because i can't remember why the first one was acquitted um but I think there was a hung jury again in the first one too, perhaps. And so it just right. went on and on and, and they just, yes. the prosecutors ended up deciding it wasn't worth it. Um, yeah. so, yeah, so I don't yeah. even think it was an evidentiary thing. It was literally just like a, a logistics constraint. Right. Okay. So okay. he got off that way in, in 1990. Um, like other kind of points of interest. I know I said like, this stuff kind of dies down at the end of the 80s but like not fully so just a, a couple other kind of key points in this um you know we talked about like these infotainment shows or infotainment specials that are like kind of look like news or documentary yes. but they're actually more entertainment so in 88 at yeah. NBC runs a primetime special entitled devil worship exposing satan's underground on NBC That's on primetime
0: gonna... That's not going to help anyone. <laughs>
1: Literally That's what? Like, can you imagine idea. like on, I, I can't, um, it's hosted by Geraldo Rivera. Um, and it, like it alleges that this McMartin center is, is just one daycare center of an entire underground network of devil worshipers that have been operating oh since Charles Manson's, um, like the Manson family killing and Berkowitz like in the seventies. Oh um, yeah. and like, classic you know they, they presented facts of real criminal cases often that had really gruesome details alongside these unproven claims of satanic worship to try and like mold together the fact that those things were related which you've kind of mentioned yeah. in your true crime thing right like these these yeah. uh, these other horrifying criminal cases of like people brutally murdering murdering like their parents or something else yes. got kind of swept into this narrative and so he kind of was doing that synthesis um to make good, it look good. really That's convincing. That's not going to freak anyone out. No, not at all. Um, And he even live interviewed heavy metal singer Ozzy Osbourne to try and like increase yeah. the profile of it and yeah. asked him if he thought his music had contributed to, you know, this satanic that issue. That was the
0: thing too, is like if you were listening to heavy metal or something, it was like you were assumed to like be partaking in this. And it's yeah. like, no, it's just... It's just music that, like, I think is shitty, but some people really like. like... <laughs> well, it's just,
1: like, a rebellious thing, right? Like, it's, like, an yeah. anti... And a lot of it was, like, very sacrilegious and anti-Christian. But, like, yes. that doesn't mean um, literally worshipping the devil.
0: No, right? no, no. Very different um, things.
1: <laughs> so different things. But... Um, and like I said, like, this special ran in, in the entertainment division, not the news division. So it wasn't held to, like, any kind of journalistic editorial standards. Perfect. It was, like... Perfect. it was It was entertainment, but, like, to a viewer, you yes. would see it as... You might see it as, as journalistic. And even though it, it was on primetime, like like I said, towards the end of the 80s, people became a lot more skeptical of the satanic panic. Like, they were a lot more critical of it. Yes. So it did re- yeah. receive a lot of criticism for being, you know, not accurate. But I mean, still. Like you have,
0: sensationalized.
1: For being sensationalized, for not yeah. being accurate. Like, by this point, people are less, not that they're not fearful, but they're much more aware that this is probably... A bit of a moral panic so it did get yes. criticism and then the next year yeah oprah oprah winfrey has michelle smith from the book michelle remembers like no, that 1980 oprah canadian <laughs> one she has her and laurel rose wilson who's another woman who writes this memoir on her time in a, in a satanic sex cult um and she has them on her show like watched by millions right um so it's oh, still gosh. being kind of pushed by um yeah. these entertainment shows at the time and Much then, like the
0: modern day Meghan Markle Prince Harry interview, this was that of the time. This was that of,
1: <laughs> of the time. I mean, maybe we weren't around, but definitely that <laughs> level of, like, scrutiny. Honestly, I don't know. Like, yes. I'm sure it was watched by a lot of people. because yeah, yeah, top with of mind. Oprah, yeah, yeah, it was top of mind. Um, in 1990, the McMartin preschool is burned to the ground, like, by an arsonist. I just thought that was, like, interesting. Yeah.
0: Holy, like... I want to believe that this guy didn't do anything to these children. Yeah. That's what I want to believe. And so along those lines, like to me, it's like the same vibes of like pizza gate, where it's this one business is honed in on yeah. and just truly attack. Mm-hmm. And it's like, leave them alone for God's sake. They're just trying to get through life. And like, they're fucking
1: daycare workers. Like they are providing they're providing such an important, like they're probably the kind of like, they're literally they're
0: doing the worst of the worst jobs ever. They're dealing with snotty nose kids. Yeah. I'm like, daily basis yeah that is the worst it is so it
1: is i know and so i just thought i thought that was an important thing to just like highlight like people have really strong negative feelings towards this this preschool even in even in 1990 the the year that bucky gets acquitted um and then three years later we've kind of talked about this that's when you have the west memphis three these three teenage goths who mm-hmm. are accused and convicted of sexual assault and murder of three boys like in, in their town um and they they were uh, incarcerated until 2011 until dna evidence showed they had no connection the killings and, and it was truly they were in a small town yeah like arkansas and they were goth and that was like you are satanic like you and are not only sure.
0: like the- that's only really horrifying because you've ruined these kids' lives simply because they were going through, like, this phase of their life that you didn't seem to understand. Yeah. Where it's, like, they were just listening to different music and wearing different clothing. But yeah. it also means that you've honed in all your attention on them and allowed the actual psycho to yeah. continue going on in life. It's exactly. Like, you've not only destroyed these people's lives, but you've let this guy keep on going.
1: Totally. No, it's, like, it's so... It's sad. It's really sad. but yeah. um. So that's in in 93. So like I said, the the panic has kind of wound down at this point. But even in 94, the police enforcement guides, there's like evidence of police enforcement guides in the US that were circulated that show how to like identify a satanic sexual abuse cult, like in amongst police enforcement. So yeah, it's like, it it still persists. Um, And I think we're, you know, I'm sure that's where some of this, like, a orientation towards QAnon is like a, a, a potential thing being yeah. where all it comes from. And then yeah. like to kind of close it off in 94, the national center on child abuse and neglect reported that it could not substantiate any of the 12,000 claims of child abuse in these satanic sex cults. So yeah, 12,000 claims. So like, that's, that's Whoa. a lot of, like, uh, that's a lot of claims that people are.
0: A lot like, of claims. And also like, if they can't substantiate like one of them. Yeah. It's like, it clearly was just this like intense, like you're saying, like moral panic.
1: Yeah. And I'm sure, like, I'm sure amongst those 12,000, maybe there are a couple that that are real cases of child abuse, Yeah, but they're not satanic sex cults. No, no. Like that's not happening. So, so anyways, that's the satanic panic kind of winds down in in 90, like in the the early nineties, but we're still living Mm -hmm. with it, I guess. But that's kind of the overview. (laughs)
0: Good job, Sam.
1: Thanks. Thank you. They're disturbing. I'm gonna have a bite of my cream puff now.
0: Basically I Looking at this, I was kind of confused because it was like apple pie bun, but it's like this like little cylinder with like a dollop of what looks like this caramel of this dark thing on top. And I was like, is it going to be filled with apples. Like what's the vibe? But it's not. Yeah. So it's not filled with apples or anything. I wasn't expecting a lot from this thing to be quite fair. When I bought it, I was like, you know, I'm getting it to try a new place and a new snack. Right. But it's just like it's just a bakery in Vancouver. Like they're a dime a dozen. Yeah. This thing is amazing because it's just extremely flaky, doughy, but like has that crisp edge on like the outsides of it, like pull apart dough.
1: Yeah. 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 And then
0: the, the thing that looks like a thick caramel topping on top somehow has captured every flavor of like apple pie within it. So it has like apple, it has cinnamon. It has like all of those warm flavors that you get from apple pie in this like almost like caramel dollop on top wow I was I don't know how to describe this yeah but it's good enough that I like would like to go back and I didn't think I was expecting that from this review I was looking at I was like there's no way I'm going out of my way to come back here again. yeah but maybe I will <laughs> that's
1: huge for you I feel like yeah. it's rare because wasn't it last week you also had an amazing one or was that the week before
0: I think maybe it was the week oh, before. last the week last week was Mochito, which was good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the week before may have been the one where I was like, oh, you oh, yeah, discovered I a new baker- something. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you yeah. discovered a new bakery and you're like, I literally belong here.
0: Well, and like I was thinking because I also got a croissant filled with pistachio. Yeah. And not like crumbs of pistachio, but like pistachio paste almost. You know how you can get like almond croissants. Right. Right. Um, and when I got it, I was like, oh, I'll just get it to try it. It looks cool. This is the best pistachio croissant I've had in my life.
1: Really? But
0: and how many I, have you had? A lot. Oh, because okay. when I went to and Italy I'm- two years ago, that's what mm-hmm. I had every morning for breakfast. Oh. And this is beating. You're going true up against Italian, Italian-
1: home. You're going food. against
0: Italian home. So oh. it honestly, I have to say, like I was thinking about it. I was like, if Sam went this is the problem, is like I'm like, when Sam comes down here, we're going to visit. You're gonna have like a billion yeah. places on the list, but it's good enough that I would, I would go back to and like, take you there with me.
1: Wow. Okay. That is big listeners. That is big. (laughs) Big big review. Yeah. That's funny. Okay. Well, I'm excited for you. I'm glad it's good.
0: Yeah. I think I might actually go back today.
1: Oh, okay. That's like another category. Um, Yeah.
0: I'm headed to, I'm going to there, there again today.
1: So, it. yeah, <laughs> I might just stop by. <laughs> I love it. Well, mine are fucking delicious. My cream puff is so, so I, like I said earlier, I have a cream puff and I have a cinnamon bun. Yeah. Um, I've never bought a cream puff before, I think, in my life. Oh, I don't know what obsessed me today. Well, I've bought one. I love it. Love... It's so fucking good. The cream is literally, I don't know what they put in this cream, but I literally, I'm, I'm all <laughs> over it I, it's so fucking good um oh good and the pastry is really nice too with it it's just like it's everything you'd want from a cream puff I think
0: oh, in my humble that.
1: opinion and then the the cinnamon bun is really good too I haven't had as much but like it's got mm-hmm. a really yummy like cream cheese icing on top it's a good consistency mm-hmm. which I feel like is the key to yes like right like you want the right texture kind of like cream cheese
0: frosting you want it to have almost like a a bit of grain to it yeah like you want to be thicker yeah yeah
1: and it's it's delish too so um yeah and I mean I kind of like tipped my hand earlier I'm obviously going to go back I just love all four um yes and I would probably get both of these again I think especially the cream puffs I would get for like a party or something I don't know. I don't that know. Party. Not like a not like a frat party, but like, like a maybe dinner a party.
0: Yeah. Like a, my dinner party. Yeah. Anyone? No, but
1: Anyone you know like what I mean? Like I would I would get it for like like if you're having a dinner party. I'm like, oh would you, could I interest you in a cream puff?
0: <laughs> yeah. Or like a tea party. Yeah. That sounds lovely. Anyway,
1: so it's fucking delish. Um good. So I feel like we're on a roll.
0: We really are. Now that you're yeah. back in Calgary, yeah. snacks galore, baby.
1: Yeah, I know. Honestly, like kind of places. And like, I also have a car here. Like it just like, yeah.
0: Yeah. It makes it easier. The accessibility is there. Whereas me walking
1: every Sunday, like <laughs> I where to...
0: do I go? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> me having to walk like 20 minutes. Like, oh,
0: no. <laughs> So much wind. How yeah. do I do it? <laughs> Literally,
1: I'm such a baby. Um, okay. Well, I'm glad we had good, good snacks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's the significance of the satanic panic? Why should I care, Sam?
1: Sorry, I'm literally still chewing my cream puff. So <laughs> I literally just don't want to talk to you. I just want to chew my cream puff. You're like, no, Ben. <laughs> no, okay, I really fine, I'll answer ambience. your question. Yeah, I'm like, honestly, like, can you can you give me a second? I'm eating. Um, <laughs> well, like, I mean, the most obvious significance, I'd be like, is that people are still incarcerated today and, and oh, have yeah. been for years. Like, there's literally people in jail still serving life sentences who were caught up in this panic so like yes another example you know we talked about the the west memphis three these daycare owners francis and dan kellers of texas who were convicted of aggravated sexual assault as as part of the satanic panic in 92 Mm -hmm. they were released in 2013
0: oh that's way too long and
1: it was after i think a, a physician um Recant like the DA, like district attorney said the trial was unfair, and the only physician who provided testimony of physical evidence of abuse recanted his testimony. So they were released on appeal in 2013. But like the things they were accused of doing, like that, if this, if you are kind of curious, what are some of the things other things they were like these satanic panic people were accused of, um, accused of drowning and dismembering babies in front of children, killing dogs and cats in front of them transporting the children to Mexico to be sexually abused by soldiers in the Mexican army, which obviously has a lot of like racialized and political dimensions. Like, and you see a lot of that in QAnon too, that there's this like fear of like migrants and child trafficking across the border in Mexico. Like you see that a lot in QAnon actually, which was kind of an interesting resonance, Um, dressing as pumpkins and shooting children in the arms and legs putting children into a pool with sharks that ate babies, putting blood in the children's Kool-Aids, cutting the what? arm or Sorry, finger off. pumpkins? I have no idea. Like, I think why? this is, I like, these are just like the allegations. So, like, I'm like
0: allegation. a real vendetta against that.
1: And I'm not sure if this came from children, because some of these things sound like children made them up. And, like, yes. I, so I, I don't know if it was, like, testimony from a child or what, but right. um, cutting the arm or finger off a gorilla at a local park and um, exhuming oh, bodies God. at cemeteries and forcing children to carry the bones. So obviously none of that is true, Um, surprise, surprise. They're now out, but like, yeah, like we're still living, like people are living with the consequences of this. Like it was only in the 80s and 90s. So people are still like incarcerated or like even like the West Memphis Three, they were teens. um, And their lives are permanently destroyed. Yeah, so there's that level. There's also like the level of, I mean, like it's kind of obvious, this is like the most obvious precursor to QAnon ever. Like all of the elements of like sexual abuse Are there the only difference or the only, I guess, addition in QAnon is that it's like this global political elite generally, like celebrities and, and politicians. Right, right. That's the only, I think, mutation that I can see in how these things yes. are described. But every other thing is literally like you take could take for take. You could take any of this and say it about Hillary Clinton, and people would be like, Yep, that's true. He did that. <laughs> like our pizza gate, Like you know what I yeah. mean? Like it's yeah. so it's easy peasy. So um Hopefully that provides more context for that. And we know that now that yes. the, like QAnon has been in the works for years, right? It's not just because some yes. guy on an internet board was like, this is happening. It's been that it, festering it forever. It's um, and then even too like, the only other thing that I can think of that's kind of um, recent is like, if you think of Lil Nas X's, um recent music video, Montero, Call Me By Your yes. Name, where he's people like,
0: really got in a
1: tizzy people about that got got their knickers in a knot. And he, <laughs> um, yeah, like, for, I'm sure people have watched it or have heard of it. You know, he's, he's, iconic. Um, yeah, he gives Satan a lap dance, like he goes mm-hmm. to hell, like, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And he was also selling like Satan shoes, like with pentagrams and a yes. drop of blood in each, which. Like Satanism is I didn't like I almost made this an episode about Satanism, which thank God I didn't because I'd be off topic. But like Satanism does <laughs> exist as an actual like yeah. new religious movement organization in the United States. But most Satanists are atheists. Like it's, it's yes. like a philosophical yeah, it's a philosophical organization. They're hedonist. They're rationalist they reject a lot of um, Christian norms because they think they're repressive, but they're not rejecting. And that's the
0: thing. It's like Satanists, like it's not like they promote evil. I think people get confused. It's like, they don't promote evil. They just have your, what you were saying. It's like a more rational way of thinking. And like, some of the things about Christianity that may be deemed irrational, they'll question.
1: Yeah, like and they critical. use Satan as like an easy, like it's it's an easy flashpoint, right? And it's a useful way to to try and like it's taking a Christian symbol and using it counterculturally, right? Like it's it's using it to be yeah. subversive and and mm-hmm. um, provocative. It's not like they literally are like Satan is real and worshiping. There are actually a small yes. subset of Satanists who do believe that. Yeah, they're called the Church sure. of Set. Um, but they're but even though they like think Satan is real, but they mm-hmm. don't really worship Satan. They see Satan as like a model of how to have more knowledge and like transcend and like indulge your your desires and and self-actualize. They're they're not like literally right. like worshiping the devil, like let's kill people. Cause Satanists yes, like yes. don't. Yeah, yeah believe that um well i'm sure there is a satanist somewhere that believes in that but like of course you know what i mean like so so it does exist too in this period right there are actual groups like the church of satan um but like the church of satan is like an atheist organization they don't believe in the devil is real anyway so um but you see like and same thing with Lil nos x like he's using the symbol of Satan as a way to mm-hmm. to critique christianity and it's like mm-hmm. in some some christian stance on homosexuality or whatever yeah. else but it's it became like you know you have like governors of u.s states tweeting that it's like evil it's like why don't you have in the middle of a pandemic it's like do you not have shit to do like why are you tweeting also, about Lobos X's gay video
0: it, it reminds me of when wap came out oh and like yes. truly the u.s government was like shutting itself down over this song and it was like like
1: (laughs) same category no it's and it's in the same it's literally like a lot of it comes from a very like fundamentalist evangelical puritan relationship with sex and morality Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it comes from and that thread comes through from obviously from the satanic panic and it comes through till today so Yeah. yeah um so that's kind of the other thing I could think of but that's all she wrote Okay. Well so
0: ratings, you're oh, going to go back to Al Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think I will go back. I want to go back. I will go. Whoa. I will okay. go back to Boku. I don't think it'll be like a regular stop on the way right. the way that there, there is for me.
1: Yeah. Or Al Forno think, for me.
0: Yeah. Or Al Forno yeah. for you. Yeah. Um, But I think like if I'm in the area or like want to take friends for just like some really nice, good snacks, they're a yeah. great place to go.
1: Oh, nice. Okay. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, when I come visit you, you can take an there. And when you come here, we can get cream puffs at El Forno. Oh, like, next time too. I'm going to get way more. Because like, there's there's like three. There's one for me, one for Ellie, one for Greta. It's like, I'm not sharing not again. I don't want to share. <laughs> like, I'm don't want to share. Like, they're mine. I've been
0: there. I've done that. I've done the twin thing. I'm over it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like the cream slaps, honestly. Change your life. <laughs> um okay well thanks everyone for listening
0: yeah if you have any suggestions topic wise we've had some fun suggestions in the past little bit that I'm looking forward to or um snack wise that's always fun if you ever come yeah. across a our city list of places to eat yeah.
1: or <laughs> if you forward. wrote an our city list of places to yeah eat. if
0: you wrote it yeah send, send it, it forward us. let us know yeah <laughs> and we hope you have a great week we'll talk to you next week Bye. Bye. Mwah. Bye.